Today's show is brought to you by NatureBox. They deliver ridiculously delicious snacks made with ingredients you can trust, and they're delivered right to your doorstep. Start snacking smart with NatureBox today. Order your first box at naturebox.com forward slash badchristian. Welcome to the party, you self-righteous buttholes. My name is Tanner, and I'm here to set the tone. And let me hear what you here, let me hear you make some noise. Yeah. Tonight we are gonna dive deep into the first Council of Nicaea in 325 AD, and also cover Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump's penis size. We are gonna future roving reporters in the damn news. With Toby Morrell, we will be taking live listener questions too, so start thinking now. In the meantime, sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the incoherent ramblings of the wannabes trying to capitalize on the fame of their wasted up screamo band. Washed up, Washed up screamo <laughs> band. Wasted up works. <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's the bad Christian podcast. Oh, th- there's more O's in that podcast. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. Give it up for Tanner. Wow. We're sorry. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, I need you to help me here. Ready? When I raise my hand, let's do it. Three, two, one. Hit it, Joey. That is great. Oh, we Lord. have a live audience. They sucked. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> All right, I think d- it's funny. I'm, <laughs> I have the reputation of being the nice guy. You, so you always try to make me be the, the you jerk. Are. <laughs> Are you can tell is seriously. I know he's a pastor. He's one of the meanest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> if you hang out with him tonight, you'll know. <laughs> he hates you all. <laughs> You, this is going to be a good one. You can always tell. The thing that's the most interesting to me is when you when you walk in a room, the dynamics of what the, the atmosphere is like. It's not something you can set up, and it's amazing to me that you can just see the people come through, and then you're going to get a vibe of what, of what the night is like. We do these living room shows, and sometimes the hosts are not nice. It starts or, with the well, hosts. No, they're nice, but they are creepy. Or and boring. Po- potential serial killers. Sometimes killer. really boring or weird. <laughs> serial or killers are attracted to our podcast, and they want to say, yeah, come to my house. Yeah. <laughs> come to my house. I mean, this is where a really bad serial killer's from, right? This is so. Right? So we're like, hey, we'll yeah. do the podcast in Walkie, but we might, that might be the end yeah, this of is, our podcast. This is Dahmer Town. I know you guys know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all remember... Uh, Y'all remember crawl around? Who <laughs> crawl around? Oh, <laughs> we we were at this what? house before, and the and the host this it was this girl. Oh and no! She, and she had like this is uh, last month, so uh, <laughs> I say that to throw our listeners off. <laughs> she had on like extremely short shorts, and she would like crawl around the floor to get stuff for us, sticking her butt up in the air. I think she like wanted us to like look at her and stuff. It was like I was, super, I, super uncomfortable. I was reading my Bible. I didn't never saw her. But apparently Pastor Joey really noticed a few key things I, I, I totally about this lady. missed it too. You're the one that came up with the nickname Crawl nope. Around. Doesn't sound familiar to me, my friend. 
so for our listeners, though, just so you know, we are in Milwaukee. Everybody here has a beer gut, a mustache, even the ladies. There's a little bit of cheese curd in their stashes. I feel at home. I love it. This makes me feel just so How relaxed. many Packer fans do we have out here? Hey, Hell this, yeah. this, this shows how stupid I am. I was at the airport in Milwaukee, and I kept seeing Seattle Seahawks like jerseys and stuff. I was like, how is there so many Seattle Seahawks fans here in Milwaukee? And I was like, oh, yeah, they come to the game. Like, I just did not occur to me. But I, I loved it because they looked all sad and everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> loved it. I hope the plane has malfunctions or something. Yeah. This, it is the worst possible thing to, tra- to travel to an away game and lose. That has to be. You know how much, how bad you'd feel because you especially spent getting on a plane. hundreds of dollars on the it's flight, too risky. hundreds of dollars on the tickets, everything, and then you get humiliated, right? Like the Seahawks did, right? Or and, like and last year in the fly, NFC Championship, all the Green Bay Packers, all the Green did. Bay yeah. people don't that flew that game. I don't want to talk about it. Right. It's got to be shameful coming home from that. Have y'all ever thought? Yeah, I'm assuming you have not thought about this because I'm the morbid one. But have you ever thought about an airplane going down with an NFL football team on it? Like the team's gone. Like, all of a sudden, you're a Rams fan. Oh, news. The St. Louis Rams airplane went down. No more Rams. That would yeah. suck. You are on fire tonight. <laughs> I mean, I would There just was suck. a lady that crawled around the floor with her butt sticking up. <laughs> NFL team massacred. The football a team terrible, is gone. fiery death. The football team's gone. Like, it's just gone. It's, yeah. It doesn't exist it's just, anymore. I mean, yeah. same, I it's mean, like, <laughs> what if a church burned down with everybody in it while the pastor was speaking? It would be just crazy. Can you, I mean, can you imagine it? Let's, I, let's take a minute. The pastor of my church <laughs> let's take a minute. spends his thought Think time. Think about it. <laughs> he spends his thought time thinking if an NFL team went down, but there are, like, people starving in Africa. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but you spend your thoughts on, what if a team died? <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> okay, so I need to clear something up. Yeah, you got an apology because to make, because man. I tell you what, the people that are in the BC club and the people that are bad Christian fans seems like they're really good. It seems like they've got our back, and that's something that we've tried to develop. But let me tell you, it's been very effective to the tune of this. I went on a rant a little while ago. Did anybody hear it? While I was talking about the question vinyl being pressed. Oh, yeah. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Okay. Let me do, now at that time I had no details on it. I've got some details now, so I want to update you. Okay, so I went on a rant about that because the same week that we finally got our vinyl of "You Were Never Alone" Emery's album into our warehouse and started shipping it out to people, people started telling me that they see, "Ooh, the questions being pressed," uh, you know, stuff like that. To which I responded on the podcast. I don't know what episode it was that I was very irritated about that because it's like stomping on our first vinyl release that we've ever had a part of or been able to do. We've never been able to get any vinyl done before that we've ever had anything to do with. But Tooth & Nail was our label. They sold everything to Universal Music Group and became independent again. So now not even Tooth & Nail, our old label, who's cool, but Universal owns the rights to all of our music and we don't own it and don't have any say. I contacted them with multiple emails and said, Would you could we make vinyl? Could I pay you whatever I know you own it, but can I pay you per vinyl and then can we make it? And they said, No, it's really difficult. It's a long process. We don't really want to do it. Then I found out that it was in fact coming out and they were releasing it and pre ordering it right on top of our first vinyl release. So I was very irritated about that. Thus the rant. Then come to find out Tooth and Nail had been working really hard the whole time to try to secure the rights to and make a licensing deal with Universal Music Group, and they successfully did, where they could release it. Come on, Joey. 
Joey. Go ahead. Hey, but but while we're paused Finish here, the story there. While we're paused here, have you ever thought about a triple A baseball team on a tilt a whirl and that thing shooting and they're all gone. And they're just gone. Have you ever thought about that? Okay. So Tooth and Nail is licensed this. Tooth and Nail is working with us, I now I now find out. They're gonna let us get, you know, some copies. We're gonna have a, several hundred copies of the question that we're gonna get, and we're gonna get to sell it on tour. Additionally, we're going to try to work with Tooth and Nail to get our f- subsequent releases from the question. We're going to try and get Only a Man and the other stuff, Shallow Seas, in the future released. So Tooth and Nail has a good want. relationship. Yeah, we yep. do what we want. That Tooth one. and Nail has a good relationship with EMI and uh, Universal Music Group, and they're going to try to get our vinyl released. So we're going to work with them. No, we're not going to get any direct dollars um, from the sales of those exactly, but we did in fact get an advance whenever we signed for the question. Tooth and Nail owned it, legitimately sold it to Universal Group, so no foul play on that, and we're for Tooth and Nail being able to do that. So if anybody wants to buy the question on vinyl, feel free. You can yeah, do that. A- Don't Because here's Praise what's happening. This is what's really funny about it is Whenever Tooth and Nails posted something about it, they go insane on Facebook comments saying, "Don't buy this. Emory's not getting any of the money." And people attacking <laughs> Tooth and Nail for trying to sell this thing. Frankly. BC Army, yeah, it's awesome. BC Army. And then Tooth and Nail called me the other day and they apologized. I said, "Sorry, we didn't tell you about this, and we're sorry that it came at the timing that it did." But could you please say something on the podcast that, like, <laughs> tell people because every time they post something, you guys go crazy on Tooth and Nail. They're not the bad guy. In fact, I don't think some other business like. Universal Music Group's a bad guy. They're just doing what we're doing. So you, you, you don't need to do, you know, if anybody wants to buy one of our products, whether it be this album, The Question, whatever it is, feel free to buy. You don't actually have to take up for us like that. But I really appreciate the loyalty of the BC Army, as you put it. Definitely. I think us three and the BC Club, BC Army, we're going to choose the next president of the United States. It's but on us. For sure, Tooth and Nail is awesome. Do you guys like Tooth and Nail records? They're not. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, they're certainly, whenever we, if ever we're talking about industry or big stuff, Tooth and Nail is a very cool record label, very cool people. Nothing, nothing I'm ever saying angry about anybody is talking about Tooth and Nail. They're great. So you guys have exp- you experienced a little bit of clashing, I guess, of kind of, of of the record side of your career and the podcast side of your career. So I've I uh, I had a little Uber break for those of you that know that I've uh, Ubered some, and I picked it back up Saturday, made like 120 bucks, man, it was awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so here's some funny things that happened though. All right, first of all, how many pizzas is that? What's that? <laughs> All right, so near near the end of my Uber time, this couple gets in the car. They're from Philadelphia, and uh, basically, he's talking. He's like, he asked the question, which is, "Hey, so what what do you do with your life? Obviously, you can't be an Uber driver." It's like, yeah, you're right. So I'm an entertainer. I do a podcast. I always start off with that, and then I you just don't. You definitely don't start with I'm a pastor, right? Church. Right. Okay. All right. And that would be shameful. And, I'm a, and, I'm, a, and I'm a pastor. Yeah. And he's like, really? he's like, well, does the podcast have anything to do with like your uh, religious beliefs or something like that? I was like, well, yeah, but the irony is it's called Bad Christian. He's like, you have got to be kidding me, man. I'm a listener. And so next thing I know, he's just like, man, I promise. I, I hope it's not awkward when we get to the hotel. Can I take a picture and all that stuff? And hey, can you send a shout out to Brett and Dan? Those are my friends, man. They turned me on to the podcast and stuff. So that was kind of funny. Listen to this though uh i had these southern i'm gonna make fun of southern girls and i 
you didn't marry a Southern girl. I didn't. You didn't. None of y'all are Southern girls, so we can make the yeah. hell fun of Southern girls right now. So they're in the back, and this girl's talking about how she has a twin brother. And her friend says, oh, really? You have a twin brother? Is is he like your identical twin? <laughs> She's like, no, it's my brother. <laughs> We're fraternal <laughs> twins. And so instead of saying, oh, yeah, that's right. Identical, you have to be the same gender. She's like, oh, well, as identical, I just mean, like, are y'all very similar? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, similar twins. (laughs) It's like there's identical, fraternal, and like real similar are the kinds. So seriously, I mean, I'm having to drive a car while these conversations are going on. Sometimes they get pretty sexual and all that stuff. But anyway, I want to ask. Hold on, don't don't Don't. skip ahead on that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I just don't want to go into those. So I wanted to ask you you guys. What do you mean by that? How does it get set? You mean conversation, I pray. I am... An, all right, seriously. There are some people, they come into the Uber car, and because uh, that's what I'm driving. I'm driving an Uber car. Right, not your car. And, and they see me as a person that they want to interact with. There's some people that get into the car, and I'm just an object. So they're talking se- about they the dudes interact they hooked with you up sexually? with. What? You're a you sexual just, object to them? Did I say hooked up? You said they want to interact with you. You're just an object. Oh, no, you're no, no, an no, object not sexually. No, no. You're just no. A, a part of their sexual fantasy. Right. <laughs> Babe, we're going to get in the car. There's going to be a bald man in there. We're just going to get filthy. There's the, there's the, French, there's the whole French maid thing. There's right. the Uber driver pastor ba- thing. It's pastor, common fantasy. A bald Uber pastor sexual fantasy. It's a common that, fantasy. Super, if you look that up on Google, it's one of the highest well, fantasies yeah, you can have. Pastor, Uber driver, sexual fantasy is one of the highest ones. Well, I wanted to ask y'all something, this uh, because y'all's personalities, in my opinion, are way more similar than me. So when someone gets in the car... I seriously, my goal is for them to to feel as least awkward as possible. So what I try to clue into is, do they want to talk? So if they want to get into the car and not talk at all, I want to give them that luxury. So what I'll do, but if they want to talk and they feel awkward if they're right. not talking, I want to keep the conversation going. So, uh, you know, I'll say, hey, so how's it going? Where are you from? And there'll be sometimes where the dude's just like, huh, what? And they tell me where they're from and that kind of and they keep looking at their phone i know they don't want to talk then there's some people they kind of respond we go back and forth i'm like oh, i don't know if they want to talk so i'll let some time go by if they bring up the next question i'm like okay they want to talk the whole time silence is awkward for them well i had a girl come into the car and this just made my job perfectly easy she got in she's on her cell phone the whole time i'm not gonna try to interrupt her on the cell phone or anything right. my question for you guys is would y'all have the same sort of thing. You would probably do it from a strategic standpoint just to figure out humans, right? Does that sound interesting to you, what I just described? And you could you really care? collect you an interesting data set if you took that as, a, as an experiment. Yeah, you could really collect good data. But from would Uber you driving. seriously care whether or not someone felt comfortable in your car? Is that a concern of yours? You've thought about Uber driving, so does that... Yeah. How would My you initial... Was, I, I am an extrovert that is becoming massively introverted over... The last few years, that's happened a ton. So I promise you, I believe... You're not an introvert whatsoever. Yes, I am. You're an extrovert that hates people. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. You nailed it. You're you nailed introvert. it. <laughs> I've been waiting for somebody to explain me for so long. You hit it right on the head. I think what I would do, and I'm serious, because I have thought about Uber driving, because the church I work at, we don't get paid enough. And I'm kidding. That's a joke. Edit. <laughs> I think I would fake a foreign accent and say I don't speak English. <laughs> I think that's what I would do. I don't. 
I don't understand. <laughs> you would. That's what I would do. I, I would show them that I know where they're going uh, that, that with my GPS. Oh, God, I don't know what you're saying. And I would not talk. Which acts, what ethnicity's accent would you use to portray oh, just him? Indian. I know. That's he what I'm saying. Well, was that, is that Indian? Is it Spanish speaking? Is I would it try to make one French? Up you could do French? To, to not to be but racist. What, 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 maybe you would need to go French. Can you give us your best French? I don't under, know parlay anglais. Uh, je suis la fille ma badoule. Yeah. <laughs> no anglais. Yeah. We actually did this right. one time. We were on tour and I think we were in, uh, in Canada where this French speaking part of Canada and we stopped at a red light there in our van, rolled down the window, and my brother, who was our tour manager at the time, looks out and goes, Je suis la fille ma butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and the person was like, uh, they spoke something, and then we just squealed off like that. So, yeah, I'd probably do that. So, for sure. Priscilla and I, we're in New York City this uh, summer. We get in a taxi cab. It's probably the first time we've ever done that together. We're just not city people. And uh, so we get in the car, and it is a guy that does not speak a whole lot of English. We give him the address. We're looking for a pizza place in Brooklyn. Okay, surprise! Yeah. surprise. So we we accidentally <laughs> get we accidentally give him uh, a zip code to a pizza place in Manhattan. So he types it into his Can phone and everything. <laughs> but listen, listen. So he's driving around. He's just like he's like, I'm sorry, I I do not see this place. I do not know where we're going. And so we start getting awkward because he's really trying hard. And he keeps looking at his phone. He's like pulling off on the side of the road so finally we're just like we say sorry sir we're gonna leave and we get out of the car and as we're leaving he's like i'm very sorry i'm sorry sorry and then we realized we gave him the wrong zip code did you pay him huh did you pay him no we just left we didn't know yeah. what to do we you didn't pay him we couldn't say anything to him you we, couldn't i mean those money what were, what were we supposed to do there was a language barrier wow <laughs> <laughs> you, pay, you give him a tip or something. Maybe we did. I don't know. No, oh, y'all making you me didn't. feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll help. We homeless, didn't know what to do. You'll help homeless people that aren't doing anything, but a man that is working his <laughs> way. Really sorry. Kids moved his whole family from a terrible third world country, yeah. working his ass off. Yeah, I'm just. And it's your <laughs> mistake, but peace out, brother. We, <laughs> we didn't go. realize it was our mistake. We didn't until it was too late. But man. uh what was it? Have y'all had New York pizza? Like in New York? <laughs> <laughs> nice transition. That's not bad. That wasn't so bad. Awesome. Oh, man, yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Uh, the pepperoni, man. Crazy. <laughs> I'm right there with you. All right, man. so our taxi cabs suck. Pepperoni's awesome. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right, so seriously, um, speaking of like. <laughs> <laughs> no, like with with jipping people off of money, I do have a serious question about what y'all think about churches. I got an email the other day, and it was basically a pastor of a church, and it was I don't know if it was a book or some sort of product that their church. Let's go maybe with it was, book. I like maybe book. it was okay. Book. I like book. And basically, case. you know, it was a mass email that a bunch right. of pastors got, and it was something along the lines of pray really hard that this book gets out widespread so it can change people's lives. Right. And I read that we were sitting at a restaurant, the three of us, and I let y'all read and I was like, is it okay for a pastor just to say, hey, pray that this thing spreads like crazy so we make a lot of money? Because well, that's wait, but definitely that is part of what, but here's the thing is I don't think they're actually thinking that. I think that the person that sent that email literally is thinking, no, 
whoever reads this, they're going to be changed. So we need to pray for that. You think they? I, you, I don't you think, think that. But, but the underlying thing, you think, it's just promotion. Like the more people you tell, pray that this will be awesome. They're hearing about the. Well, book, like what right? Matt said is, you said how how can you measure whether or not someone's life has changed by the number of sales? Let, let me try to translate this from what I took from what you said. You said, look at this email. Does this sound weird for you for this this church to be asking people like you? And then to tell people like us to pray for the success of this book because of the um, the amount of lives they think will be changed by it. Right. And my interpretation of that, if I had to be honest, is I feel like they're transferring. Um, I think they're using a little bit of inauthentic or bait and switch language to say we want this book to sell a lot of copies, but you can't say that. It's the same way you when you talk about the the congregation, like when Toby and I lead worship and stuff. I, I tend to always go, yeah, when I talk to the crowd, I'm going to do this. And they say, you, you mean congregation. The fans. Right. And they say, you mean congregation. And when you talk about a book being successful or touching lives, you mean sell a lot of copies. Because, that, I mean, maybe that's where I come from. But in a way, that's the language that they're, they're saying is a veiled way of saying, we're the church. This is what we're going to put out. We think it's really important. And we're going to measure it by numbers. But they say it in a way that you can't criticize it because it's, we're praying that lives will be changed. But right. the translation to me is we just want to move a lot of units. That's that's definitely in there. I'm not saying this even wrong. I'm saying it's possibly a little disingenuous the way the church wants to hype stuff up or control it or say the stuff that we do is the important stuff. Like if you told them you were putting out a worship CD or your own book – they would just say, okay, have fun with that. Good luck with that. Yeah, That would be the attitude. But we're the church, and so this is the actually the, the way and the vehicle of the important stuff. Yeah. And they take a higher road of language. And I'm not criticizing anybody's heart. I don't think it's bad that somebody wants to – if anybody that writes a book should try to sell as many copies as they should. Right. As many as they could, I think. I mean, we're sure. trying to make money. Of course. I want the most downloads. If I ever put out a book, please buy it because I want the dollars – I want the the I want everything I can get for the stuff that I'm working hard at. So I here's do. another example. What's your name? The dude, I was talking to Straight Out Compton with. Oh, that's me. Justin. Oh, there you are. Say again. Justin. Justin. So his his mom saw the War Room. Yeah. So it it made more money than Straight Out of Compton. It exceeded after, in the first week. Yeah. I mean that's unbelievable. Now if you go on any website it's because of, it's of the church by God, yeah, but they would definitely say like this is an important message, and I, I'll be the first one to say yeah. if I watch that movie from start to finish, it it would definitely move me. They're moving movies, but that's you know how much money they made off yeah. of that movie. Yeah, well, here's what's really funny. I'm, uh, it's hilarious that you brought that up. I'm talking to my wife tonight, right before this podcast, and she said, "Hey, listen." My mom wants to give us a date night. She's going to give us $50. but And you got to go see the war room. We have to go see the war room. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, and, I, and this is what I said. I said, no. I'd, I'd rather lose $50 than have to go see that movie. First of all, right. I don't want to go sit at a movie with my wife yeah, on a date like night. Yeah, you don't like movies anymore, though. You don't uh, like yeah, the I, they freak me out. So you, you wouldn't – I mean, you feel like there's something I said, weird going I on. I said there. I would rather not do that. I don't. First of all, I don't want to go sit at a movie with my wife on our date night. We, I mean, that's the least – we watch Netflix. On, you, it's you like can a do conditional much stuff, but, thing, though. There's but, yeah, something weird like, about like that. Like that movie's going to do something where I'm awakened to – God, like or is it, is you it stop almost doing no. bad Christian? That, you get rid of movie. your tattoos. Is it almost insulting? Like I yes. want to make you 
change and here's a conditional right i mean isn't that maybe a little weird isn't it uh, of course conditional all the movies that ever literally affected me strongly or tv shows we were talking about this earlier with a couple i was talking with a couple dudes about sons of anarchy and how much that affected me it wasn't because anybody forced me to do it or said and then you'll be changed and Parts of it I didn't even like. Like I had to struggle through it and work through it and all that stuff. And I think that there's a underlying thing. That's what that's what I don't like about it is that there's an underlying thing when you say that of this will open a way to God. It's a little bit and that's, arrogant. That, yeah. Is all I'm saying. It's just it just smells a little arrogant to me to say, like you, you just you don't give other people that. Like if somebody else came to you and said I wrote something. And this is what I need you to do for this because definitely it's this important. That's a little bit arrogant, totally, isn't it? Yes. And the conditional part of in in your in your case, both those things are things that Christians do that I do that I'm part of the yes. system of. But I'm just I'm just trying to wrestle through it as an observer or a participant in 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 such a system. Are we putting a stink on the stuff that we do like that by making it conditional or arrogant? And that's what that's what I get. From some of that, stuff. it's just that. such a blurry line, though. Is that even a saying? A blurry line. It's just hard to distinguish because when you're trying to put out a Christian product, your deepest motivation—at least you think it is—to change lives. Yeah, it just is. You're like, I'm writing this book because I think what God put on my heart is going to change people's lives. But the biggest and measure God of that does is work unit sold. Them. The best unit, best measure of that is un- uh, butts in the seat or units sold. So just at least say that. That's yep. all I'm saying. But that's a business model. That's fine. So let's call I'm it not, for that. That's, fine. that's what I'm saying. Let's that's call it that. I though. call the congregation a crowd. I talked about this podcast in um, downloads, and right. I talk about our book. Any book I ever write is units sold and dollars of profit. That's what I yeah. talk about to my wife. That's what I talk about to y'all when we're in the car. Maybe I'm. Maybe that makes me shitty, but that's what I think. But I would feel disingenuous if I portrayed it a different way. Well, those so, Christian movies get me for sure. Well, well imagine just, okay, you, take the war room, for example. All those people sitting in there, probably three or 400 people sitting in that movie theater, and then it blows up and they're gone. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You're watching War Room, and, and all of a sudden an explosion happens. It's not on the screen. It's in real life, and you're gone. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that, Joey? <laughs> Have you ever? I mean, I'm just I'm losing my mind thinking about that. An but, NFL team disappears. <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> well, the Christian ethics thing is just really weird from from where I'm sitting right from where I'm sitting right now, and I mean in this seat right now, doing this podcast. It it confuses me like crazy, even to consider stuff like the sponsors that we take on our podcast. So here's a dilemma that I have personally that I can't. It's, it's really hard to explain. I know my position sounds backwards to other people, but we sponsor uh, one of our sponsors that I think is really great is MeUndies. Their underwear that I'm wearing right now, they're great. I really like them. Um, and Me bef- too, man. And before we and, and this isn't a sponsor spot, but what, before we before we did it, we're like, wait a minute, are people going to give us trouble if we promote a website that where people are in their underwear? Underwear, and then they what if they go to the website, and then what if they see women in underwear on a website? And what now, if they masturbate? I don't know. I'm, what I'm saying is, so I. I looked at the website and I thought I would go to this website. I would buy underwear from here. I don't know about other people, but I would now. But there, I can see how people wouldn't want to or whatever. Or like the thing you'd want to say is, I'd say, okay, I don't want weaker people, not me, but other people, weaker people, to go to this site and see bad stuff. 
And so it'd be the high road of me to not even endorse this company. But I think that's shitty. I think that's wrong because I'm okay with it, and I don't need to be the policeman for other people. So if I'm okay with going to the site, then that product is okay for me, and then that's okay with me if other people go to it. And if the only thing I'd really be protecting against by not taking that product to endorse would be what if other people thought I was a bad guy because I endorsed such a thing. That's actually where rubber meets road on. That's what I'm really trying to protect against. So I would argue that I find it immoral to not take them on as a sponsor because I actually like it and I'm fine. I would send my wife to that website. I would say, Joey, you should go there and get some underwear. But what if it makes me look bad because I would promote a site where there's women in their underwear? And what if somebody says something bad about me? That's what I'm really thinking. So I've got to sort through that. Meanwhile, I have a Christian book that gets sent to my house. It's a book. It comes in an envelope. And they say, this is a good book that I think we could do for a sponsorship on the podcast. I don't like it. I, w- I wouldn't recommend it to people. It's a Christian book from a Christian publisher. I don't really like it. I don't actually recommend it. But it would be totally look good or fine if I pushed if I said this book would be a good sponsor, wouldn't it? I would look good for that, but I think probably that's wrong. So the I think I should send people to the underwear site and I don't think I should send people to the Christian book site that I think is goofy. So that's where I'm at. I don't I mean I know that sounds totally backwards, but when I look at stuff and try to be real and authentic, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm, I mean I'm, I mean, and that's a great segue. Today's show is actually brought to brought to you by Penthouse.com, and we just want to tell you the articles are amazing, um, and it's really really rad. No, I, I agree with you totally. I think that well, here's what's cool about the time we live in: you can know everything. I, I mean, if if you if seriously, do we? Have, I cannot spend my time worrying if someone's going to masturbate to an ad. That I that I said <laughs> I cannot waste my time on that or worry about that because that is not about me and I actually really do and this once again this isn't an ad I really do like the product I think it's great I would if if we were just hanging you're out you're morally okay with it right, why do you right. need to be a policeman but, for other and, people? and the reason That's, going back to what you're saying the truth is is because if we feel weird then it's about us it's not about other people and there's plenty of other options yeah. that you can say what, May, I mean maybe you're right but I my thought process and uh, how I felt is. I was uneasy, but not strong enough to make a stink about it. So I was just like, oh, this will be cool. But well, you are you okay with looking no, at the word that Joey said underwear. was he had a tingle in his dingle, and he didn't know if he should do that. And I said, I'm not I, saying that's you the, should that's go to you, that friend. site. No, but, I mean, but what, what I'm saying is it wasn't about me and my reputation. All I thought about was, all right, if there's a dude doing everything he can to, uh, to stay away from porn, and he's really struggling to stay away. But he really like, needs underwear. Yeah, and then he goes on <laughs> me undies. You and can't go to Walmart. You can't do. Uh, don't look yeah. near. Don't. You can't walk don't, to the mall. You see Victoria. Don't Secret. watch an I mean, ad in between watch. a football. These game. are people that are watching Game of Thrones, and then I got to take a road of. But don't right. go to an underwear site. I'm just saying. Right. It's kind you know, of, I don't know. To me, it's just kind of okay. We talked about X3 Watch for like a whole year, and then all of a sudden we're pointing people to a website where there's really hot girls in underwear. Again, I'm. I agree more. But so you're I was just a saying about hesitant. the perception, like, well, we used to do this, but what? What are people no, going to think about a, that? No, wasn't a perception. Well, but. well, also, I mean, to be even a little bit more practical about it, their site's pretty easy. It says men and women. You click on the men, or you click on the women. You're not responsible and that, that's for not, that's right. not all right. I and think, all I, of our wives are models. No, but here's it, the thing. So. I think what Matt's saying is what you're struggling with. You feel somehow responsible for other people's sin. That, yeah, like right. you're actually leading them into sin. And literally, in this sense, we're selling a product. We're, we're doing an advertising 
or, or we're doing advertising for a product that we actually think is good. It's good quality. It's all those things. And that is what I think gets weird. And, and, but here is, I'd like to take another step most, further. Most Christians, when they're saying, I don't want to hinder another person, typically that's a guise for image self-image management. That's what I find. Well, people say, hey, don't drink in front of somebody that's an alcoholic, yeah. right? So That's and, more and I about, that. I don't want people to see me. It's, it turns into that. It, it really borders into... Man, image management more than it is that you're not don't really feel responsible. If you could stop people from seeing a Bud Light ad, then you're morally obligated to do that. Right. Then, if that was the case, if you could pause the ads when you're watching the Super Bowl so people didn't see the Bud Light ad. Right. That's what you should well, do if you really believe that that you're responsible for what comes on your TV or right. what you say or what you do. Well, it's you're fine with it as long as other people aren't looking at you. That's what that's what happens. Everybody's fine with this product. They're fine with watching this. They're fine with drinking this. When twenty people are watching, and when two thousand people are watching, they change. That's sure. what we're talking sure. about. You're fine with that underwear site, okay? You are. Like Joey, what he's saying is Joey's okay with it. You're not okay Who if people see people you are. being okay with it. That's uh, what I'm not. I'm not. If, blaming I, went you on on web, if I went on the website, I would definitely have to be careful. Okay. For Did myself. you go on the website? Yes. Did you get the underwear? Uh, yes. Are you okay with it? Am I okay with my underwear? I love them. Yeah. Okay. And you're okay with you going to the website, but but you don't know if but you don't know if she can handle it. So we're gonna make sure Calm not to down. put your name on it. You know what I mean? That's weird. I just that's just me personally. But I, it's driving me crazy to assess how much time we spend of stuff that we're okay with, but we need to police other people sure. about. That's weird. It is. It just is weird. And maybe it's taken me 36 years to discover that, but it's freaking me out today. I'm, That's all I'm since saying. I've had kids, I've definitely been more aware of what am I actually telling them? Like, what am I really going to say? Hey, no, 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 no. Because my parents literally told me alcohol itself was sin. Like, not not drinking it. it I mean, drinking, of course, right. was sin. Yeah. Alcohol itself was the sin. The organic Smoking molecule was an evil yeah. chemical my, structure. My mom smoked cigarettes her entire life and hid it up until I was. 28 or 29 and I confronted her I mean it, it, I mean she what you're laughing <laughs> so you're at my mom 29 <laughs> I just can't believe she hit you, you were not a trustworthy person no, no no I knew I knew she I've was got to hide it from my 29 year old son no. yeah seriously she wow. she was so convicted about it and thought we would think terrible of her because smoking is bad and the church that I grew up in was so conservative smoking is this a horrible sentence. Let's, you to do, hell. let's do the story where she told your brother she smoked. Yeah, so let's this, do that this one is the quick. first time. I, I had to do it after. <laughs> so anyway, it was years later. Literally, my brother, I think, was probably 25, 26 years old. He went down to visit my mom, and they went to a bar, and uh, he got a beer, which was still a little taboo. And, and my parents, But my parents had divorced. Yeah. I mean, so things had gotten looser and looser and looser. Family fell apart and all this stuff. And my brother's sitting there, and... Um, he said, Mom, I got to tell you something. Whenever I drink a beer, I just, I need, I smoke. I need a cigarette. She goes, Me too. And she handed him, she pulled out two cigarettes, <laughs> handed him one as well. And that's the reason she hit it was because of how bad everybody would have thought about her. Right. Now, regardless of smoking's bad for you, regardless of all this stuff, there was never going to be help because she couldn't even tell anybody. She couldn't do it and go, Yeah, I need to quit. She just, it was her escape. I mean, seriously, it was her total escape from the bullshit conservative stuff that that could that and the people that would be mad at her were doing watching whatever on TV or whatever and doing anything possible. But you're right, in public everything's way worse. 
Yeah. And that's where we're at. Yeah. When I mean, people we, we are watching, are. you got to be different. You got to. Right. If people are watching, you better do different. You have to. Yeah. That's that's the main thing I understand. To be and, true. And, and it made me think because I I knew that she was smoking. There was little clues here and there. It made me think it was worth it. I need to smoke. If you would if you would go through all that trouble to hide something, it's it, worth it to hide. If you it. go through all that trouble to hide alcohol or to hide sex or to hide drugs or all this stuff, it must, it must really be. It something. must be so damn worth it. Yeah, it must be worth it because otherwise you would do that's it in public. Good. That's right. You know what I mean? So yeah. so by the time I was eighteen, I was like shit. The people that are doing this are cool as hell, and I'm going to hell anyway. So hell is cool. I'm gonna give me a beer and let's smoke a joint. Let's do hell it. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hell, you've gotten a lot of shit about your hell comments, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I was just gonna let's say. Let's take a break and yeah, then we can break. discuss that. And I'll tell you what else would be great. If you guys have any questions, there's so many people. Oh here. yeah. We'll, we're gonna take a break. Go use the bathroom. We'll be back in a couple minutes. So okay, we'll, t- yeah. we'll be right back after this break. You guys ever get bored? Yeah, man. I, I hate it. too, man. It boredom, makes me mad. Boredom is no good. You know something I hate I, boredom. You know something I never get bored of? What's what? that, Joey? Eating. Oh, my God. And you know why? <laughs> I did know that, actually. You know why? Why is that? Because Nature Box. They have so many different snacks, I never oh. run out of options. Oh, gosh. I love it. I mean, like some of my favorites, Pear Praline Crunch and the Garlic. Uh, pop pops, the parm garlic pop pops are just Ooh, so Lord. good, mm-hmm. man. Over a hundred ridiculously delicious it's snacks. Unreal. I can't even believe it, man. And there's, I I just can't believe that they don't put all the stuff, the artificial flavors, yeah, and just the stuff that's no. It's just sweet. It's, oh, yeah. it's basically totally natural. full of flavor, but without the junks. Which right. you mean to say, yeah. Right? right? Yeah, no junk. Yeah, the the thing about it is they're fun, flavorful snacks. They come straight to my door, and all I got to do is pick them up. All I got to do is pick them up and eat them when pick they get there. Pick them up from your front porch. From the, from my front door, right. Yeah. And that's the, that's the craziest thing about it. Plus, they got a smart snack guarantee. So if there's ever anything I don't love, the helpful folks at Nature Box. <laughs> I'm just getting excited. Yeah, just and yeah all, they'll replace it in your next box. It's easy, and it's satisfying. Totally. Just head to naturebox.com forward slash Christian right now to unbox oh, a man. world of taste and possibility. One last time, everybody. We want you to hear this. Yeah, enter the world of unbelievable snacking by going where, Toby? Naturebox.com forward slash Christian for your first box of Beyond Tasty hand-picked snacks sent directly to your doorstep. So here's what we were going to do is talk about hell and if it exists or not. But that really sounds pretty boring to me. Yeah. So we're going to table that discussion <laughs> till till another hell episode. That's so boring. That's just too boring for me. Does anybody just have a general question? Raise your hand and you got I got a mic for you right here. Say your name. What's up? I'm Justin. I'm from uh, Heartland. About 40 minutes away. Is your last away. last name Time? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, or is it Case? <laughs> Justin Case. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> I'm done, Justin. Thank you, no. Justin. You had to you had to shut him down or it'll get it gets real bad. Thank you. I'm glad you've learned that. Um I know, I know we were going to kind of skip over the whole health thing, and this is kind of similar to that, but I, it's a little bit different. For, he was talking about my mom was the one that saw the war room, and she was telling me on how – first, I just want to clarify because I know she's going to listen to this and get really mad that you Your guys are – Your mom isn't a fan of the show? Oh, I didn't even know <laughs> she, she watched she list, Or no, no, no. does she listen begrudgingly? She's going like, to listen because I'm going to force her to listen, and okay. because I'm on here, she'll be like, oh, okay. well, I'll listen. 
But um, sorry, Justin's that, mom. Well, let's re- <laughs> hey, well, let's really set you up. Shit, shit, damn, damn, <laughs> hell. Okay, now she's gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! There you go, Justin's mom. <laughs> yeah, Justin's mom. Yeah. Take that war room, Justin's mom. <laughs> you are a, a bastard, man. <laughs> I know that. Wait, are you kidding? I never knew that. <laughs> of course I am. You're a lovable bastard. All right, go ahead. Man. You're lovable. But anyway, she was saying and how uh, she was telling me about it and. I was like, oh, I've never heard of the movie because I, I literally didn't. I don't really follow much except Straight Out of Compton was badass. But uh, she was like, oh, it, it's like the number one movie. And I was like, oh, I thought Compton was. And she's like, oh, no, it beat it out. And then she was telling me how she's like, it's so anointed by the spirit and everything. And I, I mean, I, I could be true. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, I was I'm right. coming from a Southern family. So, like, I know about the church and everything. And I was but just you don't for the record. Justin, you don't know which movies are and which movies are not anointed yeah. by the Spirit. <laughs> Basically, like that's not a power like, that I, you I, have. I, I, I think that's know. kind of arrogant for her to say. Right, 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 your, mom does, your mom does have that spiritual right. gift. Well, she no, knows no. which movies like, are. I, <laughs> so I'm sorry, Justin's mom. I'm sorry. Sorry, I just keep thinking about like you know this movie got three stars. This has got three anointings. Five anointings for this movie, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> only one anointing. <laughs> okay, so like, um, I was wondering what you guys' view on like uh, spiritual warfare and stuff. I know you've talked about like uh, Joey's not sure if he really believes in hell, but like, um, have you ever experienced any really like attacks from the devil mm-hmm. or anything? That's a good question. So really? your, your question is, what do we think about and have we experienced sport, spiritual warfare? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's one of the, the things. I, I, I know we put ourselves, and I put myself in a vulnerable position a lot by saying stuff that I think is bullshit, stuff that I'm calling out, stuff that I'm saying, come on with that. But a lot of stuff that I believe puts me in that same position where I go, but, but what I believe does allow for that. And right. I'm gonna, I'll go one farther there, and what I believe and what I've experienced is that. So, yes. So, of course, what I like to say, I like to thwart a lot of stuff. I like to get rid of stuff that I think is bullshit, frankly. But, no, I do. I, I, think, I've, I think that I've experienced demons and spiritual warfare. I think so. It could be something different, but I think so. That's what my experience is that, and my best description of some stuff that I've experienced is that it may be a sleep paralysis. Maybe there wasn't a presence in the room when I woke up that night. I think there was. And I believe in spiritual warfare for sure. And if you join our all-in BC club membership, uh, the devils cannot touch you. (laughs) They cannot. It's it's a very valuable membership. It's the hedge of protection level. (laughs) (laughs) So my salvation is based off my paycheck, basically. What Christian thought of hedge of protection? (laughs) I've never seen like a row of bushes and be like, holy shit, I can't get into that yard. That yard is solidly protected, my friend. Hey, I will say this. When I I was living, uh, so two years after college, and basically I walked into my apartment, and usually the apartment is, it had Toby in it or Ben or our other friend Derek, but it was completely empty. I was like, wow, that's really weird. Back in that day, um, people actually still had pornographic magazines. And so uh, there was pornographic magazines in our apartment, and there was a computer sitting there, and I just sat down, and all of a sudden, I seriously... 
there most of the time when I'm tempted uh, to look at porn, those temptations are coming from my wicked heart. But this time I just sat there and it was like all of a sudden the most vile, crazy sexual thoughts just started hitting me. And I was like, oh my gosh, where's this coming from? And like, I, I seriously was like, I'm going to go look at those magazines. I'm going to go on the computer and all that stuff. And uh, this was one of the few times uh, where I did not yield to temptation. And um, But I, coming out of that, I was like, I really think I was bombarded with a spiritual attack. Yeah, like, I think I it's really very real. I think it's also very overclaimed. I really do. Yeah. But I, I would say on the in in... I really do believe it, and I really do think I've experienced it. All right, and I, I mean that maybe it's its own story in itself. I'm not going to do that tonight, but um, I do. I believe in it. Right. I wish. So I believe badly. in a lot of crazy stuff and miracles on top of the logic and anti-bias language that I throw out. Mm-hmm. But that's the point. I, I want to defend. I want to make room for real stuff that's true and real, and th- right. thus I have to combat the overuse of spiritual warfare language and the people copping out and saying that was the devil and the people right. making up stories to capitalize on other people. I have to fight that stuff because I do think it's real. Right. I, I believe in demons. That sounds so crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> that sounds absurd. It, I, I understand why people go, what in the hell are you talking about? I mean, seriously, I... But I, I would say I've not experienced spiritual warfare in a sense of oh my gosh, there's a person. That, look at that girl; she's vomiting and spin, her head spinning. I haven't seen anything like that. I've been in places before where Did you it, just point at her. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your head is totally yeah. fine. Just I mean, I know straight. you feel normal, but you are possessed. No, uh, I. I've been in places before where something felt really off, and it was a different feeling than I'd ever had, and I didn't know why. I've been in a house. Like, I walked into a house, and I was like, this feels oppressive for some reason, and I did not expect it. I wasn't even – there was nothing like – I've been in – a couple of things like that have happened where I was like, huh. And and I believe there's something else. I believe, see, I believe there's – on the other side of this reality that we see is something else, and I don't – I can't totally explain it and without sounding this the like this most superstitious, craziest person. And yes, I agree with you guys. It's blown up to in some way to seem it's it's more like fun and spooky as opposed to hey, this is kind of bad. This it, it should be more like a bad thing. Like it, that's what's causing death and hate and racism and hurting. If it's true, like if this if it's true and there's demise, it's it's way less spooky and more like oh. Damn, this is really bad. There's poverty. There's people dying. There's all yeah. that, that. That's the way it would play out more than. Oh my God! There's this demon with crazy horns, and that's what we got to be scared of. Nah, I actually had this lady at the uh, church that I pastor, and she was trying to lead a Bible study, and and she wanted everybody to listen to this teaching on a CD for like five minutes, and it kept skipping, and she blamed it on Satan and spiritual <laughs> warfare that it was trying to interrupt the Bible study. I was like. I, you can't do that. I mean, come yeah. on. Doesn't Satan have better things to do than to skip a I CD? Hate it. No. Satan That's is right. the biggest out in the history of the world for Christians. Oh, yeah. oh I know. Right. Oh, Satan's against me. Yep. I That's know. I saying, but, but we have. I did not want to go to the casino. Satan is against me. He, he made it the next exit when I was almost out of gas. Right. right. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? But I think that we have to fight it because I do believe it's real. 
That's right. the bottom line. Okay. If Satan and the demons are real, the the worst thing they could do is show themselves. If I promise, if I leave here tonight, walk into the car, and there's a giant nine foot demon standing at the car, I believe in God. Then <laughs> there's no that's doubt. Right. No, that's right. No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, God, Jesus, whatever it is. There was a demon, and, and yeah, nobody. That's you right. know what I mean? He, of course, th- everybody would go. Oh yeah, that's it. So yeah. that that's the thing for sure. I mean, right. but hey, before we move on, real quickly, just to see if anybody is a demon, everybody say the name Jesus right now. Uh, he wait. didn't say it. He didn't. The dude, the dude in the green shirt. I met you earlier. I don't think you said Jesus. It's like a cop. You have to tell us if you're a demon. <laughs> I know you have to say. Hey, are you a demon? You have to say legally. Are you de- I'm not going in that police car with you. Are you a demon? <laughs> are you a demon? Question right here. You got the mic, awesome. sir. Hi, I'm Ricky. Sorry, right, Ricky. Last year at the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. Russell, Ricky, Wilson- are you a demon? <laughs> No. <laughs> so last year at the NFC Championship game, Russell Wilson is saying that they beat the Packers because right. God won them to win the right. game. And then last night after He's the Packers mm-hmm. beat the Seahawks, Rodgers was joking around saying, oh, the Packers won because God won them to beat the Seahawks. Right. Do you think God cares about the outcome of football games? No. Uh, you know what I think about that is, I'm not, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I don't know what Aaron was thinking when he said that, but what I'm, the only point i'd want to make on that is if aaron was making a jab there good for him that's not a big deal like even if it's a jab that's not bad that's fine like he's just you know uh i think he just thinks that russell wilson might be a little bit of a dork <laughs> you know he may Potentially maybe an opportunist. I, and, I'm pro- and i'm projecting here but maybe russell wilson's a little bit of a dork and maybe he throws god around maybe a little bit too much and even if he wants to throw a jab at that good good for him that's not that's that's fine that just means and the way i take that and it's the way that i speak i hope people can take things a little bit lightly i think that's fine i think that's good because russell wilson is not like he's he's a straight ahead guy who's always claiming god this and god that or whatever i don't know i mean that's fine that's okay to do but i find that to be a little bit obnoxious and dorky from my point of view i think that's what the way i find russell and the way I find Aaron is a lot way cooler. So I, Aaron, I like Ro- Aaron Rodgers says to Russell Wilson, knock, knock. Russell Wilson says, who's there? Rodgers says, Owen. He says, Owen who? He says, Owen too. <laughs> That's right. So I, I don't, what I'm saying is what I would like to see is everybody loosen up publicly about who you can make fun of and well, what you can jab at. That's and also, good. How, about, how about this? That's a good thing for, for all N- sports and all the media. Just loosen up. From that NFC championship, how many people are saved now in Christians? <laughs> because God said, hey, the Seattle Seahawks need to win in the fourth quarter? No, that's bullshit. I will say uh, this, uh, though. God would for sure be way more worried. or He's not worried. He'd be way more concerned about the unbelievable prostitution that happens during those games yeah. or the bad stuff that's going on that where people are being shitty or whatever. And also, I'm a Packers fan. That means God smote me for what? Why did he smote me during that game? Why, why yeah. did he destroy my heart? I'm not over that game. I'm not over it. Seriously. I, I mean, I thought about that today. I thought about it last night when I was watching the game. I'm not, I don't know if I'll ever be over that game. I, thought it was, I literally thought it was devastating. It was the worst possible thing. I was watching that game at my house, and for three quarters, I was just so happy. And then for God to steal that from me? <laughs> Seriously, God stole that from me? I mean, three quarters of just pure like, oh, my God. 
We're going back to the Super Bowl. This is amazing. And then what? God goes, no, no, oh, oh, guess what? Oh, God, you're not going to the Super Bowl. God's not like that. Right. He's not. If he was, we all know it'd be Tebow would be married to Giselle Bunchin. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. Hey, but I will say this: if that that year <laughs> where Tebow a four time Super Bowl winner, four time Super Bowls would be married to a supermodel. Yeah, which if that year when <laughs> that, that year when Tebow and the Broncos won that playoff game, if they would have gone on to beat the Patriots the next game, there would have been a revival. Everyone would have yeah, given it for sure. For sure. All right, next question: Who else has one? Over here. Hey guys, my name's Kevin, and you might think I'm a demon because I'm a Bears fan. Thanks for letting me in your home too. Um, the question I want to ask was: um, You guys have a lot of band or other musicians on your podcast, and Joey doesn't get to say a whole lot. And when he does, he's allowed to. It's his choice <laughs> what, when he speaks and when he doesn't. By the way, so I thought it'd be appropriate to ask Joey a, a Joey fan style of question. Okay. Um, what was the topic of your favorite sermon you ever preached? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say, honestly, that, uh, that how our church is set up, I'm not the stereotypical pastor that teaches every single week. I actually teach very rarely on a Sunday morning because it's a multi-site church. Does that, you know what that means? Yes. All right, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Does that mean there's more than one Let site? Let me say or? it slow. Multi-site <laughs> church. Sir, I know you've never heard of that before. So there's more Kevin, than one. D- Kevin, I know that's just one well, way over your head. Multi. There's a lot of people that don't know how that's set up. Who in the world in America listens to this podcast okay. a multi-site church? A, a video teaching church? You think everybody's heard of that? Wow. No. Oh my Whoa. God! I'm Video? I just what the hell? Wait, like computers and stuff? I'm telling you, I, I would say it's HD. I'm anyway, get back to your not. favorite sermon was about against gay marriage. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I if he, so this multi site. <laughs> Church satellite. Hey, here, here's a per- internet. Here's a perfect point that you're making, Kevin. You are supporting their theory because if I gave you an answer right now, I'd be make I'd be making it up, and that's exactly what they say. If you ask what their favorite album is, I don't know what my favorite sermon is. So you do support gay marriage? Is what you're saying? Right. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> All right. Next question here. I have a question for Matt. Hit it. Uh, in the past, you have said that you wouldn't necessarily want to be a Christian. However, mm-hmm. you experienced a supernatural experience that you can't argue with, and that's why right. you are. And I was just, you don't have to, I don't know if you want to answer this or not. I've always been curious as to what that experience was. It's every time you're having sex with your wife, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, cool. Spiritual. Sometimes demonic. <laughs> <laughs> That is crazy, though. When sex gets demonic, it ain't that bad. (laughs) Girl, I'm going to get demonic on you. (laughs) Uh, What? It's not. It's, it's not really a, a exciting or crazy story. It's, it's a pretty vanilla story. I was at. I was at a, a church retreat, you know, and uh, I was just so not into it. Essentially, and they they did something like a skit. It was like no word. It was it was really cheesy. I'm almost embarrassed to tell it. And that's why I'm not really told it. But 
Uh, I'll, I'll do it for you real quick. I'll make it real short. I'm Thank not going to get dramatic about yeah. it. But there was just like some people. My, okay, this is pretty funny, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> there, there was mimes involved. <laughs> oh, you were safe through mime? Yeah. The art of mime right. saved you? Yeah. I never thought and about we talk it. Sh- right we, we talk shit about yeah. war room. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yo, screw War Room, dumbass yeah. movie. You're but right. mimes. Yeah. I, I'm serious. They were. They had like mime makeup on, and what they did was at the time I thought I just didn't care about it at all. But they had some mime makeup on. They mimed the uh, Genesis One. I've never heard this. <laughs> Genesis One. Yeah, I swear. I swear it. And so they did. They just did the thing. Oh. Like, like they did Genesis one, but there was no words. You know, they didn't. You know, it. So and powerful. I was sitting there, and um, they, they, it was it was powerful to me at the time. And I wouldn't have w- liked that or wanted that. And I was I was really kind of anti whatever was going on. It was just whatever. But they did it. And then in the middle of when when that was going on, they were just like. I don't. I can't describe what the moms were doing, and certainly I they were do. like in a invisible. There's box almost no worse thing of than, demonic attack, right? Well, there's almost no worse way to describe a mime thing than an audio only format. Yeah, I know. Right? So it's not. I'm not gonna have much success <laughs> describing it on the podcast. You know, you had to describe it in right. silence. Right. So what am I supposed to? I, I can tell you they moved his arms up here, and he, anyway, so they literally the Lord didn't speak right. to you. No, not, not a word. Not a word. Lord didn't speak to me tonight going to heaven <laughs> but but uh so during that the, the miming thing which i was connecting with on some level there was like in the big auditorium i was in these birds flew into the auditorium not part of the script or whatever and it was just like two birds and they flew into the place i was in and i looked up and i saw them and i saw these people do, and it just zoomed me out of what was going on on stage which i thought was powerful in itself and i was just like it it gave me this undeniable feeling of this is orchestrated. You do know what's going on, and it was mainly a, a giant like, "Oh shit!" That's all I thought. I was like, "Oh," I was like, "Shit, this is real." <laughs> like you, you are real. This does. This is something. Like I, no, come on. Like no, there's no way this is. And it just was. It was just was real, and so that that was basically the experience I was having at the time, and. I can't, I mean, I don't know. I could look back on it. I could say it another way. I could say maybe that wasn't true. Maybe that didn't happen. Maybe so God used those canaries? It. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just saying that Because somebody I else seeing them wouldn't have necessarily. Sure. I, no, I'm sure nobody else had the experience wow. that I had at that time yeah. during the mime skit. I'm sure they did not. <laughs> but what I'm telling you, for me, that's just, this is what it was. So it may be as real lame or I don't know. But to me, I was, I was very obstinate to what, 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 I, what was going on. But it happened nonetheless, and it was undeniable to me nonetheless 20 years ago that the impression still sticks. That's the best I can tell you. Awesome. Thanks. I've never heard that story. I know. I'm <laughs> it's shocked. Know. It's I'm, true. What did you think my why story did you was? Nev- you never even told me that. I don't like the story very much. It's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> you're, you're embarrassed of your testimony. Right, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone says, "Hey, share your testimony." You're like, like I'm some really embarrassed. Were doing some weird shit, and then a bird flew in the room. And I was like, "Oh, I submit my life to you." <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is, I wouldn't do that otherwise. <laughs> 
What about that verse that says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. You're screwed, man. Yeah, God works in mysterious ways, for sure. <laughs> okay. My name is Matt. Appreciate uh, it. Love listening to you guys. Actually, as we're listening, we were just talking earlier. I'm zoning out a little bit. We feel like we should be washing the dishes or mowing the lawn as you guys are talking because <laughs> we always plug in an earbud and listen to you guys at home. <laughs> That's right, because people's experience with us is typically when they're doing, and this is my this is the way I experience podcasts, so what you're saying is probably right, is yeah. you're doing things that are less than cognitive when you're listening to this sure. podcast, right? Because For you can sure. do two things. You can do a menial task. For sure. And you can listen at the same time. You can't really do your taxes and listen to the podcast as well. You can't do customer service and listen to the podcast. You can cut grass. You can do dishes. You can go jogging. What else? What else do you guys? You can do watch a mom show. What you can let you can sit, you can grout tile all day long. Absolutely, I love that. I counsel people while I'm listening. To the podcast. <laughs> and this is the pod, only podcast you listen to. You just listen to this. No rethinking hell or hell podcast. All right, so man, what's your question? Yeah. Uh, in the deconstructing church and just listen to you guys kind of themes about church like things like the ideas of an atheist on staff and things like that what do you guys think about the idea of church being exclusively for christians like doing things on the outside that might be for the unbelievers are reaching out but church itself being an awkward place on purpose for christians because you got people coming in you're saying all right guys we're going to share in the body of christ we're going to drink uh-huh. christ's blood we're going to use these big ideas these big words these big terms the idea even at all of someone being comfortable or not thinking it's weird how do you even propose to get past this and should we get past that one verse that comes to mind when someone brings this topic up is and i know you can't make a doctrine on it but paul does say hey be careful what you do in the presence of unbelievers because they may think you're crazy and i think he was talking about when christians gather so i don't think that we should just be like think of who who we're in front of and, and disregard it, but I, I do think it's debatable as far as. But and I also think that when you look at the early church, what we do on Sunday mornings today was not even in the cards. It's just the, not the how way to did the things. way to push on that is to if whatever they say is true about church or what church ought to do, why would you assume that that's what you do from ten to twelve on Sunday? That's the only thing I would push back on. Why is it okay? Anybody do whatever they want to do. But these two hours on this day, now we're going to choose a specific mode of behavior. That almost sounds weird to me if I'm going to look at it objectively. If the church is the the church and not a church at this place in this location, then it acts the way a church ought to act despite what hour of what day on what day of the week it is. So that would be a more holistically way of viewing. And I don't have the answer to that, but I would suggest that trying to nail what you do in a two-hour span or a two-hour span three times a week or whatever it is that you come up with, that might be where you're missing out is trying to nail the event as opposed to try to nail the disposition of the community. Yeah, I think it potentially can lead to failure because it does set you up for this day I worship God in public or something like that as opposed to Every day should be about God and Jesus and changing my life and doing more for my actual real neighbors right here. And so that that is the danger that I, I see with the church. Now, a lot of churches, millions of churches do a really good job, but it seems very strange to me. There are times where I feel like, what am I doing? Am I going to that this room once a week for a, a couple hours? Over and over and over, like, and just doing the same thing over and over with the exact same result. You know, they say that's the 
definition of insanity. Like you do the same thing and nothing changes with inside of you, inside of you necessarily that much. You just do the exact same thing over and over. So I, I think that's the danger. Last question. What do we got? Oh man! Back wait, 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 wait! There was I heard with the up last here, I heard question. <sighs> okay, well you can drive to Grand Rapids tomorrow, and we'll see you there. Yeah, we'll, we'll you see you. Oh, we'll give you first man. question. Damn! Right, so uh, my name is JC, and I like am, Jesus Christ. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've got that ever since like I started going to church. Like oh, <laughs> like Jesus, and then when uh, the passion came out, oh like Jim Caviezel, you know he he plays Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but so this coming Sunday, I am turning 30 years old mm-hmm. and would with 30 years yep. beaten death. Whatever. You made it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering, do you guys have to quote how I met your mother, a Murtaugh list where you're just like, I'm too old for this shit. And what's on it? Not familiar things with that, things I'm too that old you're for this like shit. things that you used to do, like in your twenties and stuff that right now you're just like. I can't like all nighters. I can't stay up twenty four hours anymore, or yeah. just things like laser tag or whatever. Just different things like that. Where you're just like, I can't. I'm just too old for this now. Um, mine is play rock shows, right? <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, no more no. laser tag for me for sure. But I'd also would be remiss if I didn't mention in this venue that I drank too much two nights before in the show we were playing and had a really bad hangover yesterday. Okay, so I'm definitely too old for that. And it's a weird thing because when you drink too much, I feel like when I, in my 20s I could drink too much and it would still be okay. Although I don't think it's okay. I actually think it was wrong the whole time. But in my 30s, I'm 36 now, I drank too much at the show that Toby and I did at Emory show the other night. And I drank too much at that show and I felt awful. Yesterday was ruined for me because I drank too much. I am too old for that shit. <laughs> And I had it the worst and, because and, and, it was I, our off day, and I thought, oh, wait a minute. The Packers are going to play tonight. This whole day we have off, I thought, we're going to go eat an awesome lunch. We're going to go see the new Mission Impossible movie. Then we're going to go eat Mexican food. Then we're going to come back here, drink beer, and watch Packers. I was like, this is the greatest day. My kids are in South Carolina. He had it the worst. I am just yeah, chilling. No, it was worse and for then I wake than up, me. I wake up Matt, and he goes, I'm vomiting. Right. Yeah. So my day was way worse. Yeah, I, I ruined Toby's day. It was awful. That's how sin I works. Feel, you think you're bad? Look at the people you. I hurt feel really, really, really <laughs> bad for Toby yesterday. Basically, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it would be, I think it would be shitty of me not to be able to say that or admit that in front of people. So I'm doing that just. Joy, out of, what can't you do anymore? But uh, yeah, that's that's not good for me. More. I think here's what's as you get older because I'm 39, so I'll be at March 22nd, Kev. We have the same birthday. Um, I'll be 40 years old, the big 4-0, if I make it. Lord willing, right, guys? Hedge of protection. Pray for me. <laughs> I covet your prayers. Um, I hurt. <laughs> and I don't do anything, but there's pain sometimes. Like, I get out of bed, and my feet and ankles and knees are like, like that used to be I did something the day before. But I didn't do anything, and like it's just I'm, uh, and I don't recover or something. Like the the stupidest possible. Oh, here's what it is: skateboarding. I cannot skateboard anymore. On this last tour, our uh, bus generator was broken, and we didn't have air conditioning in our bus for about seven, eight days. And we were driving through Texas in the summer. It was unbelievable, unbelievable heat and all this stuff. 
We made it all the way to El Paso. They fixed our generator, and that was an off day. So I'm, and you I got was, the juice. Bro. I got the juice. I was like, I'm going to show out. Had oh, We had a margarita. It was so awesome. I put I, So I thought our bus and Acidies Burns bus was parked right beside each other, and there was this little alley in between, and everybody's just hanging out, lawn chairs, all that stuff. It's off day. so awesome. I put on a giant uh, Atlanta Braves, like, uh, catcher helmet with a big mask in front of it i put on a hawaiian shirt and shorts black socks and my la gear lights that light up and i got my short short board and i went out and i just started cruising around i was looking at everybody immediately fell and cracked my ribs <laughs> the rest of the tour i couldn't even hardly breathe on stage or anything like that I mean, when you get old, you don't heal immediately. When you're young, you're 18, your arm will fall off, and you just reattach it, and everything's okay. Now, I, I it's like a half a year to heal if I get a hangnail. So no more skateboarding for Toby. I keep wondering when I'm going to be in the mood for sex less. Like, I actually had to tell my wife. Like, I had to clarify I think something. that's 170. No, see, I've heard, I've heard when dudes hit 40s, they're less... They're in the mood less, but I had to tell my wife. I said, "Look, I Not just want to. I just want to make a standard rule around here. I'm always in the mood for sex. I'm just always like I just wanted that to be like a known policy that we have in the house. Like I'm always in the mood. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. That's you're a, welcome. So you are it, welcome. All you dudes out there thinking about getting married or are married, use that. Use that wisdom from Pastor Joey. You guys ready for some news? In a world where your friend is always in the mood to get it on with his wife, where your friend makes massive statements to his wife about the amount of sex that he will be partaking in. My name is Toby Morrell, and this is the Damn News. Special edition. Yeah, special edition. Okay, we actually, our first news story comes from a roving reporter, Justin. So give it up for Justin, ladies and gentlemen. Justin, are you prepared to go balls to the wall here? I haven't seen your story. I'm I'm, I'm ready. All right, so I trust you. I trust you, Roving Reporter. Name your source, read the story, we'll weigh in. All right, this one comes from the Huffington Post. Thank you. Nice. Very good. Good start. Keep going. So the title says, Pooping Burglary Suspect Caught Brown Handed. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Police said his soiled pants matched the defecation on the bar floor. A Florida man, surprised, suspected Always. of breaking into a bar to steal alcohol and defecating on the floor has been allegedly caught with his pants down. Collier County uh, deputies responded to a 911 call Tuesday evening about a possible burglary at Joey D's. Joey. Joey D's. <laughs> Joey Dumps. <laughs> An East Naples Street restaurant. Um, Deputies uh, investigating the scene noted thousands of dollars in damage to computers, <laughs> monitors, and the cash register. There was also human feces on the bar floor, Wink TV reports. A large bottle of Sambuca was next to the poop, according to the Naples Herald. <laughs> Outside the bar, police found the man suspected of being the pooping perp. <laughs> Robert Predmore, 60 years old, was unconscious and smelled of 60? alcohol. Yes, 60. What was his name again? Uh, Robert... Uh, Predmore, yeah, like that. Predmore, sixty was 60 unconscious and smelled of alcohol and feces. We've all been there. Uh, <laughs> officers yeah. noted that his pants were soiled with feces and put two and number two together, according to the police report. Though that two and e- number two together, though not expressed in that matter. 
Police claim they found a backpack belonging to Predmore containing several prescription pill bottles and a clear plastic baggie with marijuana inside. Predmore was taken to the Naples Community Hospital. He was later booked on charges of burglary, criminal mischief, possession of marijuana, <laughs> remains uh, and remains in the Collier County Jail on a $12,000 bond. So right. Predmore knows he was that. shit out of luck. <laughs> okay, so Predmore knows how to party, for right. sure. Correct. I, I just think about how mad he was because... So whatever happened at that place, he was pissed off. Right, and he told his friends like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in that motherfucker. I'm gonna shit on that floor. Yeah. I'm G- gonna shit on that floor." You think he had a vendetta against? He's probably been yeah. kicked out of this bar. Yeah, you get if, if you're mad enough to shit on a floor. Yeah, that, that, I think that place is messed up. Yeah, what what causes you to be so mad that that's how you handle your business? Yeah. You don't confront them. You don't do anything. You break in and you just start pooping. Yeah. So I'm and at, did he prepare? Yeah. No. I'm, How did, what if yeah, he? Oh, yeah. You know he what I mean? He's like, hey, I'm going to Taco Bell. I imagine Screw him you. as being kicked out of there the previous night, and then he hatched a plan. Yeah. So, <laughs> essentially. So you guys are victim blamers, then, right? I blame the establishment. Yeah, all I right, do too. Right. I don't blame Pridmore. I blame the establishment <laughs> in this case for sure. Do we have any more roving reporters? Thanks, tonight? Justin. No I think we're good. Did right. anyone else pr- have a story to report? If not, well, moving back to me then. All back right. to Toby it is then. All Thank right. you, Justin. Justin, great job. All right. This also comes from the Huffington Post, my friend Justin. Mm-hmm. I thought this this just shocks me. I, 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 okay, let me just read it first. Tourist dies at the Taj Mahal after falling while taking a selfie. Are you trying Ouch. to trick us into laughing at yet another dead person? Yes. I'm not going to do sure. it. Sometimes when people die, it is funny. I'm not going to laugh at okay. a dead person. No, okay. A tourist reportedly died after falling down a staircase. At the t- <laughs> you got me. <laughs> at the Taj Mahal while trying to take a selfie. The tourist identified as Hidetto Uda, a 66-year-old Japanese national, was trying to snap a photo at the mausoleum's royal gate when he and a friend both fell According yeah. to the BBC, the man lost consciousness and was later pronounced dead at the hospital while the friend suffered a fractured leg. Well, that guy made it out. He was rushed to, in an ambulance to the hospital, but he could not be revived. So basically, they're try, trying to take a picture of themselves, and they fell down sure. a staircase. So first of all, old people and technology always, always bad. bad. It's just never going to be good. It's always a nightmare. And then two... Selfies are Sel- killing people. So selfie culture is out of control. Yeah, it's, is it's what ridiculous. You say yes, that's that. exactly right. And and here's what I think. I actually believe the selfie culture is almost the highest form or the biggest form of like self worship. Like you need to see me, and I need to see me here and here and here. It bugs me in a parenting way. Like I'm thinking about what is Georgia going to be for Halloween, and you know. That when my wife's thinking about that, and I'm thinking about that, what we're thinking for Halloween costumes is, is is it what Georgia will think is really cool on October 31st, or are we thinking what will make us look clever when we post it? Right. Is that not the epitome yeah. of what it is? Because, I, I mean, that's – it's not – I think the parental side of selfies and posting is almost worse than anything. Yeah, it's terrible. Like it's like you're going to get points for what you do and what you show, and you know selfies and that whole thing is that's it's in that vein. It's it's like you, 
Are you more worried about how other people perceive you or how you're going to enjoy XYZ moment? Well, I've read, I've read before where people will actually spend hours taking literally hundreds of selfies for the perfect one and will, like, fall into a depression when they can't. I mean, seriously, like, there is, like, an, a, an obsession with selfies that people fall into, and they almost can't even control it. They have to keep taking them over and over and over and over. It's, like, serious. That's called OCD, though, right? Yeah, but I mean, that with is, selfies. That, I mean, specifically with selfies, though. So, so it's a new disease that exists now? Yeah. Or is it the same disease that's always existed? Is my question. I mean, it's so narcissistic, though, right? But that is it the same disease? I mean, you're not you're not blaming the technology for this new right. problem, but, hey, right? Here's what's that's cra- the question. If oh, you think about it, not. here's what's crazy, though, is Facebook and selfies and all that stuff has changed our culture to where... Has it changed it or exposed it? Well, that's look, what I'm trying to say. Is uh, it, it? Did it both. invent... Did it create more narcissism that we have iPhones with reverse cameras? Both. Or... Does it expose the way that we already think of ourselves and now we have the vehicle to yes, express here, it? Yes, here's how it's changed it, though, is people are not embarrassed to post a selfie on Facebook knowing damn good well that everybody that's looking at it knows that they just posted it because they think they look really good. That's just acceptable. I mean, we see someone with a selfie, it's just like we are looking at a picture that someone posted and we know they posted it because they think they look good and everybody's like, oh, cool. Well, why is it like, and ladies, I want to ask you this question. How is it that you are able to, when you take a selfie, it's always, there's some, a little bit of cleavage showing your hair's perfectly curled and all this stuff, and you take it from the top down. (laughs) Why does that happen so much? If you go from the bottom up, it's all changed. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, why? if you look at selfie, it's like the perfect shot. If you look at the rest of the pictures on Facebook, they have like a cross eye and their belly fat's hanging out of their bottom of their t-shirt. But the selfies, they look like... Unbelievable! I don't blame the selfie. I, I think that's the way we've always been. Now we have a new expression of our. I want to do it too. Of our evil. You guys take selfies? No. Oh, yeah. I just love. I love yeah, before right. the iPhone got the reverse camera when it was always in the mirror. Those yeah. are the best, and I love when people still do it. That's oh, for awesome. sure. All right, last news story, real quick. Let's do it. All right, I thought this was really interesting for sure. This comes from the AP. Virgin snake. Virgin. How do they snake. know? Yeah. They follow the snake around from Here, birth. Wait for the story, my friends. Oh, wait. That says Virginia no. snake. <laughs> Virgin snake takes selfie with boobs kind of. No, sorry. Virgin snake gives birth for second time in two years. What? Okay. I'm interested. For the second time in two years, a captive snake in southeast Missouri has given birth without any interaction with a member of the opposite sex. Officials in Missouri, you know, shit gets real in Missouri. You know they have some of the, the world's most foremost zookeepers in no, southeast no. Missouri. That is where they come from all over the oh, world to southeast Missouri. Brilliant scientists in the Missouri. Sci- the observer scientists. I like Missouri. De- <laughs> Missouri Department of Conservation's Cape Girardo Conservation Nature Center. That's a hell of a long name. Say a female yellow-bellied water snake rep- reproduced on her own in 2014 and again this summer. The snake has been living in captivity without a male companion for nearly eight years. Mm-hmm. An intern who cares for the snake found the freshly laid membranes in mm-hmm. July. So in a reptile... Here, right? Right. Does any could anybody in the audience help me quote Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park? <laughs> Life finds a way. Life, Life finds, finds a, way. a way. That's right. Well, here's the thing. The end of the article says 
Parthenogenesis is a type of asexual reproduction in which offspring develop an unfertilized egg, develop from unfertilized eggs, meaning there's no genetic contribution by a male. It's caused when cells known as polar bodies, which are produced in an animal's eggs and usually die, behave like sperm and fuse with an egg, triggering cell division. So here's what I want to say. First of all, I believe that Christians in general think that this snake was demonically possessed. Absolutely. Serpent. And, you should have said replace all serpent. snake with yeah, yeah. serpent. <laughs> this is not true. a snake. This is a serpent. This is a serpent. That's true. I never thought about that. They uh, Christians use serpent. It's oh, a serpent. Serp, that serpent. <laughs> Two, Christians think that this is a demonically possessed for sure. But and, and you know, it's probably not true. It's really messed up. Totally, though, will believe in a talking snake. <laughs> talking snake, Based our yeah. whole religion. Oh, talking snake, for sure. That totally happened. This guy, this lady, messed up. For, for sure. sure. Virgin snake birth? I don't think so. <laughs> no way. I don't think so. Joey, if you saw a virgin snake getting ready to have a baby, would you kick it <laughs> to, to try and thwart the devil's? The devil's no, actions. but if it was a pit bull, I would. Yeah. All right. So we want to give. Is that the end of my news? Did you guys enjoy the news tonight? Give it up yeah. for Justin again. Virgin Snake. That's the name of the next Serpent. Emory album. Virgin Serpent. Virgin Serpent is the best <laughs> Emory album ever. It's coming out next year. Virgin Serpent. <laughs> All right. We want to thank I love it. Joram Lathrop, Mike Power, Christian Hallberg, Evan. No, Evan. <laughs> Evan. Evan. <laughs> Evan Klunder, Matthew Weaver, Michael Anderson, Zachary Brown, Daniel Aaron Rapp II. Wow. That's like that's like a rap name. Or or. Junior. Yeah. Ken Urich, Mickey Lilly, Alex Hayes, Philip Dozier, Joe Moore. Are these people here? Alex Hayes. Hell yeah. Jordan Moreland and Brian Manier. Thank you guys for joining the BC Club. Right and on. hey, did y'all know there's like a BC Club hangout deal going on in Jacksonville, Florida, and in Atlanta, Georgia? Here's a perfect opportunity. You guys exchange your contact yeah, information. Milwaukee. And so, then you can have connect opportunities throughout the so week. So, Alex, you got named today at this podcast, and this is the podcast you attended. That's crazy. Wow. I mean, that's all. It could have been strategically done by Ann, but I think maybe she would have done that with more people. Don't knock it down. Right. Just let it be amazing. (laughs) He showed up at this podcast and he got named today of all days. That's pretty amazing to me. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. You're like our golden member. It's like your golden birthday. I'm I'm August 28th when I'm 28th. Thank you, Alex. All right. I think that's it. Oh, wait. This is how we end these shows. Who has a joke to end this podcast? Give him the you mic. Got one? Give that man the mic. Give the damn man the damn give, mic. Give Jesus Christ, also known as JC, the mic. I got... All I right, got hey, hey, wait. Hold on one second. No matter what, we all die laughing. If the joke's a bomb, we, do, we, we do laugh not anyway. Boo him. We do not leave him hanging. We die laughing right here. Please got, don't make it so vulgar we can't no, take no, it. No, not okay. at all. Uh, so so I, there was I, a virgin snake. It, it can be a little dirty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have a, a short one, which is two guys walk into a bar, third guy ducks. <laughs> like a metal bar. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. This is a great night. <laughs>